the Bright Splits. This is Jennifer, and I'm joined today by Jesse, as always. Lee is out today. Hey, yo. Welcome, Jesse. Hey, yo. Hey, yo. That was weird. We drank a bunch of coffee, and we don't have any snacks. So I'm just uh, a fully naked coffee body belly. Sorry. <laughs> coffee body belly, same thing. Body, I drank some wine at 2 p.m. today, so I'm feeling good. We've done a wine report before for you. What's this wine this time? Oh, this time it's Menage a Trois Midnight. Highly it recommend. Was, it's like it eight not, bucks. I think it may have been last time. Uh, it could be. This is like my favorite wine. It's $8, $9, and it's like super delicious. Uh, I assume it's a red blend. Sure is. Interesting. Interesting. I'm going to look it up. Start talking. All right. So uh, today we are going to announce our novels for NaNoWriMo. Um, both of us have been going through some tentative planning for our our November. And um, I guess, Jesse, maybe do you want to start by announcing yours or should I go? Uh, do you actually have something to announce? I do. Um, so my dilemma is that I had a real clear plan all through August, September, October. Preptober. Until, yeah, through Preptober. Until very recently, like the past week, I had like a new brainchild. Is that what we would call it? I became really attached to it. So I'll, I'll describe both. But what I think I'm going to write is a revenge story. Uh, fantasy as usual. And it's a character who's going to try and like complete the civics exam to enter like the castle and basically take out revenge against um, an oppressive government, which I'm really excited about and sort of been wanting to write. But then my brainchild was like, wouldn't it be fun if you instead just wrote about, like, people who are really good at dance? <laughs> I don't know any dance terms. I don't know anything about what it takes to be a dancer. I just watched some videos on YouTube and I was like, <laughs> oh, that's fucking sweet. Like, I want to write about what it is to be fucking Sean Loon and Casey Rice. Those are, like, two dancers who are really good. Um, and I'm like, oh, wouldn't it be neat if, like, I wrote a, I don't know, a, like, dirty dancing romance type thing. Right, I don't know, it'd be fun. Meets what? Dirty Dancing meets Footloose. <laughs> meets Dirty Dancing Havana Nights. <laughs> so um, I probably won't write that because it, I don't have enough planned out for it for it to work out. But I became excited about the idea. So it might just take over my energy and like I won't care about my story about my like demons and infiltrating the government. Mm-hmm. So we'll see. That's a fun idea. I mean, I mean, it's a fun idea, but the only issue, I guess, is sustainability, right? If you're unsure about it now, how is that going to translate to 30 days of writing about it? Exactly. I have zero confidence that I would be able to complete that. Like, I have no confidence. It's not just a temporary, like, exciting idea. Now, are you good at writing, like, action, like movement? Because something like dancing, I imagine, would require a lot of very descriptive physical language right that's actually a very good point too is that i might not actually have the skills to be able to accurately describe what's going on there like i can i can write battle scenes actually or like magic scenes and that's weird too to try and describe magic in a way that's not like goofy i imagine probably the same right or or pretty similar yeah there's definitely there's got to be a way but i may not be familiar enough maybe i need to like read dance books i don't even know what those are i need to like google dance books i guess yeah or i imagine i mean there's dancers exist so i imagine there's there's magazines or essays and things about dancing mm-hmm. for sure um that sounds cool your non-idea do you have a main character <laughs> Uh, for my dance one or for my demon one for my demon one yes uh, his name is sen um yeah, he's a fucking, he's a demon because he can cast magic, and that's what people who are capable of magic are called in this fantasy world. Um, are they all called sins? Are they all called demons? Demon, demon. Oh. yeah. His name is just Sin. So now, is this a purposeful, like, immigration parable, or is that coincidental? It's intentional. Um, it didn't start out intentional. It started out just naturally forming that way. And then I ended up developing an kind of like fantasy 
world that was really similar to the United States or like North America in general, where there were a lot of immigrants mashed together in different like cultures in the same place at once. And they had to like deal with what that's like to have people who are not um, like, they're not part of a homogenous nation. So now is your dance idea, is this based on your, your new enjoyment of K-pop? Uh, well, it's actually unrelated because, um, like, they weren't even K-pop dancers, and K-pop dance also makes me cringe a bit. Although I like it, and they are skilled. Don't kill me, but... Yeah, I have been listening to K-pop, though, which is surprising, because I've always felt it was super cringy, and then I, like, listened to some of it, and I was like, oh, wait, it's good. <laughs> uh, your, uh... Your Jellybean Nose fan fiction or whatever? <laughs> Maybe I'll write some BTS fan fiction. That stuff's pretty popular. I mean, I, I will say for K-pop that I recently listened to Winner's So-So. And that is a fucking banger. Like, it's such a good song. <laughs> I love it. Not yeah. even a banger. That's not the correct term for it. Because it's really sad and slow. But I like it. What did you say? It, it slaps or it fucks? Or it's a banger. That's the song you sent me. That wasn't slow. That was like a dance track, wasn't it? It was definitely. Okay, it's not, it's not slow. That's not true. Um, but it is sad. They're singing about how they're apathetic. <laughs> I did. I saw a reference. I saw a subtitle where the guy said he's about to blow up like a Voltorb. So that is very. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if that sounds less stupid in Korean because it sounds I can't so imagine. dumb in English. <laughs> <laughs> um, that sounds cool. Do you have a title for either of these or a Canva cover to show off to people? Uh, I will definitely make some Canva covers for sure. Have not yet made them. No titles, though? No titles. I mean, for the demon one, like, in the past, I've written In This World and called it Demon Kingdom. But I don't want to call it that again. I think I might call it um, Black Wall or... I already wrote Black Wall, though. Like, that was already a title I used. It's all in the same fantasy world that I built, so... Yeah. Well, the, the continued adventures of Black Wall. Yeah, basically. Demon Town, or whatever you call it. Demon Town. Demon City. Demon City. Um, so Demons my, in the city. I haven't had a lot of prepping, other than what we kind of do to talk on here, which is not nothing, but it's not a lot. Um, so I think what I'm going to do is, instead of writing one continuous piece, even though there are continuous pieces in my mind, uh, I would write three stories, essentially. Or I'm calling them fragments. Uh, where they might not have all the same characters. They're going to be in the same world, though I'm not going to say same universe because that's stupid and that's not what I want to say. What I mean to say is they're all of the same... What was my language? They're all of the same continuum. I don't like that either. But So there are different characters, different settings, different scenes in the same world, not of the same world, because I'm not writing fantasy or whatever. It's just three shits that are happening at the same time on Earth because... I don't give a shit about fancy. Um, so then there'll be three parts with a fourth part that's somehow going to be sort of the coda, sort of make it all add up. Not even add up, but just be another thing attached to it that's not the three acts. Because the three acts are going to have definite movement to them. The fourth one, probably not, which is fine. Um, and the three concepts I have so far are uh, part one is going to be called... The first fragment's going to be called Party. It's going to be about a party, about the main character at a party. The second one is going to be about walking or violence. Granted, I don't want any violence in there, so there's going to have to be a non-violence violence. And the third one simply is titled Stress So Far. Um, hmm. I can you tell me what like a can you tell me what a non-violent violent would be? I don't know. I guess what I mean is more sort of that's the uh, mental paranoia that's sort of intrinsic to the American experience where you're always afraid of violence about to happen. And also it never really happens. And then your fear of violence makes you so much closer to actually enacting the violence you're afraid of that wouldn't have happened in the first place. So sort of that American mm. paranoia that I think is strange that that's good. Yeah. Because sort of what I was thinking is my issue with writing a lot of times is that my thought processes are so internal and there's so much internal drama going on that I, it's hard for me to 
write something going on in like a plot because I don't really don't really think like that. So there's sort of a way to vaguely have these stories that have vague concepts, but also if I don't have a storyline, which I don't want, um, then I don't have to worry about plot character or whatever. I can just sort of explore the topics without writing an essay, which I don't want to do, but also while writing a story, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. So that's my idea so far. Uh, So I guess I'll start with party, which is also, I guess, kind of wrong. What I kind of mean is loneliness, but that's, that's something else we'll kind of, I'll have to explore through. So that's the idea. And I, I I kind of want them to be different. Um, If there's running themes through them, I want that to be incidental. Uh, Mm -hmm. I'd rather write them in the same mindset, have them be different than have them push against each other in that way. I like that idea a lot. That's pretty cool. So that's, that's my idea. And I have no title. I've got no Canva cover quite yet. Are you going to dedicate like 10 days to each fragment? That's a good question. I didn't think about that. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe less on the first day, just because we're getting used to it or less on the first part. Mm-hmm. I'm still getting used to it, and I'll have that fourth part attached to the end that I I want to talk about. So, um, so what are your first day plans? I don't know. Um, we have kind of a busy weekend because our friend's getting married. Our only listener, what's up, Jared? Um, <laughs> he's getting married over the weekend, and their their rehearsal dinner is Friday, which is the first, and then wedding stuff happens Saturday, and then. Sunday will be tired. And so I might have to stay up on Halloween um, and, and try to get some of that done then, or maybe cheat a little bit while we're watching scary movies on the 31st. And, but I'm not going to like go to the, the, wherever you guys go, the, the Coco's at midnight. And oh, the right. kickoff party at midnight. Yeah. But maybe that. Is your regent doing a midnight kickoff? Probably. It is pretty standard for bigger regions to do that kind of thing. Um, where would they go? Denny's? I have no idea. Yeah, Denny's and IHOP are pretty popular locations. Sometimes people have like cafes. We're doing that at a community college. Well, you tell us your idea or what you're doing. For my first day? Yeah. Well, as an ML, um, I am hosting that kickoff, my midnight kickoff. Um, I'm actually so excited this year. I'm so excited because we have shirts and we have like stickers. Like we have so many things that we didn't have the previous years. And um, oh, Jen, we're all meeting up and plug, playing games. What? You drop that, why, don't you, why don't you plug that link right now? We've never had anything to plug. You actually have something to plug here. Oh, yeah. I can say buy my merch. No, it's, it's the Seattle region NaNoWriMo gear. Um, I bought some on- still. Yeah, I saw that you were the first person to buy from us. Thank you, Jesse. We also, we made a ton of money. We were so happy. All the like hundreds of dollars we spent on events, we like made back. We're so happy. That's fun. I didn't know it would be that that lucrative. Yeah, I had no idea. I thought we would sell a few and make a little bit back, but we made all of our money back. So I'm very happy about that. It It makes so all our events can be really awesome. I actually don't know if I can plug the link because... Oh, is it dead now? Well, it, the the sale ends on Monday, and this uh, will be released on Wednesday. Well, watch Jen's Instagram or Facebook or whatever. Yeah, watch the Seattle Nano Instagram for updates. I will share it on the Facebook because well, you'll always do those again, probably. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna update with new ones. So, what is your thirty first party? Or- uh, so for our kickoff, we're all meeting together. We're gonna play some games with our region. We usually have about like fifty to a hundred people. Wow. Uh, we're hoping for more this year. Um, we play games, we eat food, and we just like get ready to write. And then right at midnight, everyone begins our novels, and we write for two hours straight. And uh, we give out prizes to people who like meet their word count goals or whatever. We're doing a mug exchange this year. I'm, it's like it's gonna be great. I'm so excited. That'll be fun. You're gonna go in costume. Yes, I'm gonna be dressed up as an otter. A what? <laughs> an otter. Like the animal. Yep. I am an otter. An actual otter, sea otter. How That's because it? our team is our, our region is divided into teams, and each team has its own animal. 
and my team's animal is an otter. You guys aren't the rubber duckies? That's our whole region. Is <laughs> yeah. So we're all rubber duckies. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I would be more, I haven't looked into it. Uh, I don't know anybody really in my region. And I think the 31st thing kind of bugs me up, bugs me up because it, it counteracts a lot of things. So say we're going to be in hypothetically, say, I don't know a lot of these people. I go to the IHOP. They are doing this at, we're at a IHOP on midnight on, on Halloween. Mm-hmm. Which this means around Halloween time, I mean around midnight, the hot post-Halloween party people are rolling in. Place is going to be cramped no matter what. And then something tells me the nano crew are not great tippers. <laughs> There's just too many of them to like reliably trust that they'll tip well. For, for whatever two coffees they get and a stack of pancakes they share between four of them. You know, they're going to not tip it, take up all this real estate on Halloween. It just... It's a confluence of too many anxiety points for me for me to to want to do it. It's actually why Denny's uh, asked the Seattle region. This is before I was ever in ML, but the, uh, we used to host ours at Denny's, and Denny's was like, "No, you can't come back here because there are so many of you for so long, and we don't make money, and yeah. it's a Halloween night." And I'm like, "That makes sense that they would not want us here taking up seats, doing like nothing." So um, that was long before I was in ML, though. We found a place that was free that, you know, the college was it's just a much better situation because it's not, like, unethical, you yeah. know. Yeah, I mean, that, that sounds like the perfect situation. I mean, there's schools all around here, too, so I could always look it up. But, I mean, and there's also always digital uh, kickoff parties. I think we – I kind of did one of those last year with somebody or on the, the Discord with the local chapter or whatever. I feel like we talked to you last year at some point too, but I don't remember when that would have been, but I remember being on discord and writing with everyone at midnight. So it's not as if I'll be alone. Mm-hmm. I mean, I did do virtual write-ins last year. You might've been part of those. I think I was doing those. Yeah. Cause word sprints and all that. I haven't set up virtual write-ins, but maybe I need to do, need to set those up. I would suggest it uh, because I don't have anything. I was going to make a joke, but I couldn't think of anything. I mean, mainly I think it's valuable because like some people are just like, I'm not fucking driving somewhere. <laughs> oh, Halloween? Not just Halloween, but any any day. Like some people just will never go to write-ins. They don't want to meet up with other writers. And it's like, okay, if that's not your vibe, then maybe I should have like an other an, another option for you. I don't want to do it. I've been around too many writers and especially if you don't know them very well, there is such a palpable level of competition and envy and all that sort of stuff that just is not helpful to me. Where when I was younger, that may have been helpful to push me a little bit harder to beat everyone, so to speak. But now I just don't, I don't care. I don't know. Um, For me, (laughs) I like meeting up with everyone, but I have been to meetups that were not my vibe. And like, so for me, it depends on like, it depends on the crowd. It really does. Cause I've definitely been to ones where I feel like, I don't know. I have low, like low patience for certain types of people. I remember meeting up with a guy who was like super sexist and he was really loud and always make like weird gross comments about college girls being sexy this is when we met up at a college and i was a college girl <laughs> and we would all meet together and write and he would just make those comments while like college girls walked past us as we wrote and it was just like what the fuck dude like you are literally destroying this fucking environment you are a horrible man yeah i guess it's like anything else yeah it's just dependent on everyone else yep I have such a low tolerance for anybody that it's just easier for me to not, but you know that. Uh, so, so uh, in addition to your first day plans, what are your sort of plans going in? Like, are you going to try to write every day? Are you going to try to write every six hours? Are you going to try to write, you know, at work or catch up on the weekends? So this year I have to host a write-in every Tuesday at the Hugo house in Seattle. So I know for sure every Tuesday I'll be writing from six to nine. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, cool. I got one down. 
After that, I'm going to try to wake up early to write. And the reason I say this is because when I come home from work, the last thing I want to do is write. Yeah. I don't know why, but I've tried and I just, I literally just want to like zone the fuck out. Like work stresses me out. Yeah. Um, I don't want to, maybe if I forced myself, it would actually be good for me to be productive after work. So maybe I'll try that, but I know I'm going to do the morning uh, stuff just a little bit. What I'm going to try to do is break it up into multiple sprints throughout the day. Not just one uh, giant, like two hour long one. Now, do you write during during your commutes and everything, or is it just going to be at home? I'm going to probably be on my PC at home or on my iPad at my different meetups because I can't do it while I'm commuting. I can make notes about what I want to write yeah, or something like that. I can think about it. And I can't really sneak it at work either. I have too much to do at work to be able to sneak it, Yeah, which sucks, but... I used to have jobs, you know, like where I was just like selling cell phones. So like no one noticed if I was doing it. But yeah. here, my real job now, I, I can't do that. Um, I might take hour long lunches instead of 30 minute lunches, though. Mm-hmm. I, I'm, I've been thinking about that as an option. But for sure, without a doubt, every year, no matter what, I fall a little bit behind. Um, and I like skip days because I just can't like write every single day. Like I don't really think that that is a skill that I even want is seems crazy to me to like only write every day. Yeah. So, um, what's well, only, a, it's a skill you only learned for the month of Nano. It doesn't really help you in the long run with any sort of writing. Yeah. And it's not like realistic, right? Like it's not like a routine you can build and then like carry through throughout your, the rest of your life because you like still have to like see your family. <laughs> Unless your job was like everyday writer, which even in the world of blogs doesn't really exist. Yeah. Right. I mean, if I, I guess if I was paid to write, I don't know, it would be very different, obviously. Yeah. But as someone who has to juggle multiple things, it doesn't seem like a healthy way to pursue writing. Uh, it seems actually extremely unhealthy. Yeah. No, so, I, I... so, um, so what I do is I definitely just dedicate hours out of my weekend that's actually fun and a great way to spend a weekend like i get excited about it like on saturday i'm gonna do like an eight hour day or a five hour day whatever those are always fun yeah well and you can also plan it too if you're bored at home or whatever you can go to a a different library or to a different coffee shop and do three hours there or you know you can make it make it less than just busy work Mm -hmm. more than just busy work um, my, I think my issue is that too, cause I'm not going to do it in the morning. So I just can't wake up in the mornings, but if I do it after work every day, I run the risk of getting home, being too exhausted and then needing a couple hours to reset after work. And then by that time, and I start writing then I'm up late writing and then I'm tired the next day. And if we're doing that every single day, I'm not going to catch up on sleep ever. And we're going to be up too late every single night. And then it just becomes, you know, I'm going to fall behind and then I'm never going to catch up again. So, yeah. And that's the big thing too, is like for me, I have to be comfortable falling behind and catching back over and over again. Um, it's actually why I try to not pay attention to my word count total while I'm dealing with NaNoWriMo. Cause for me, it's more like I want to develop my routine, like fine, fine tune it. I don't want NaNoWriMo to stress me out, make me feel gross. Yeah, because that's also the thing is that uh, we don't need to be doing this. So if you feel bad doing it, then why are you doing it? Right. Like, I think it's a really fun way to just write more words than you wrote before. That's it. Like, some people are die hard. You have to hit 50K. And they're, like, real proud of doing it years and years in a row. And it's like, that's really great for you. But, like, I just don't care about that. I just don't. Well, you typically win, too, though. So it's not as if you have. Hmm. I've lost more than I've won, actually. Um, I've only won, I think, twice or three times. Oh, okay. But that doesn't bother me because I don't... Again, I like I literally, I'll know I'm not going to win. Like, I could win if I cared, right? Like, it's one of those things where I'm like, well, I could sit down for two hours and finish this, or I could just, like, go to sleep because I'm really fucking tired and I feel sick. Yeah. Okay, I'm going to choose sleep because this isn't real. This is just 
voluntary and I don't have to do this. I'm not getting yeah. paid. There's no reward, no real reward other than pride. So like, I don't, I'm not that vain. I don't care. Yeah. I've never been ashamed of quitting something. So. Yeah. That's really, it is like, I, <laughs> I have a lot of things I enjoy doing and writing is one of them. No, I feel you. Yeah. And I'll, I'll try to do something like that. I'm sure I'll catch up a lot on weekends. I'm sure last year when we were writing, I, th- I think I was not, I was in between jobs which meant I was at the library a lot or I was applying for work or I was doing other things. So this year, now that I've got things to do, or I've got a job going to the library on the weekend to, to write for six hours is not so much of a, a, an everyday occurrence. So it might actually be kind of fun. I might be able to catch up a lot more and it'll remind me of, you know, when I was in school back in the day where I just kind of would, go to the library in the morning and be there until it closed and kind of work on stuff slowly, but have that extra, that breathing room to just slowly work on things. So I, I might get a lot of yeah. stuff. Done. I like going to the library, just writing, taking a break and going to get some food, coming back to the library like that. Yeah. That's like fun. And I'm really look forward to doing that kind of thing this year. Just like, like you said, that actually like really like hit a chord with me. Like, acting like I'm back in college when I would like reserve meeting rooms and just like hang out with my friends for hours while we did our homework. And we were slow at doing our homework. It was more about just like enjoying the process of getting our work done. That's one of those things too, where then, because <laughs> uh, I, I continued that trend when I went to grad school after mm-hmm. you and I graduated. And mm-hmm. so I continued to do that still where we would get a grad room because you could get grad rooms, which were sometimes better than the ones that we had at Humboldt State and sometimes mm-hmm. just a closet, which was fun too. Um, but then you'd say, tell people you were in grad school, you got to spend all Saturday in the library and everyone was like, really like, oh, that's hard work. Good job. But I'm like, ha 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 <laughs> Really? They don't know that it's just like, it's hanging out and doing the work slowly. It's literally fun. I mean, that's, that's a little bit of that too is, is intellectual work has kind of changed in the last couple of years where, or last 20 years or whatever, where. You know, you went to school so you could sit in a room with four people who knew things about you and slowly talk about things that then you might do. You know, like it's the Mad Men thing where it took, takes them a long time to get one one idea out where now, you know, everything has got to be so quick and you learn all these things. You can use information technologies to get everything done as quick as possible and you work alone now. And, you know, really that's what intellectual work should be is collaborative and take a long time and because it's you're able to, you know, it's not something like merchandise, not merchandising, but uh, machinery where you you have to be doing it in a certain rhythm. If you have the time to take, take it. We just sort of in the last twenty years have gotten away from that. Mm-hmm. So you know, but still, it, it's that that's my plan too. Is just kind of let it breathe and really enjoy it like I used to. And you know, because the, the the important part about that stuff too is, especially when we're talking about school is the work is as important as the non-work, you know? So that's an interesting concept because when I think of that, it makes me think of like thinking about and contemplating and developing your idea is just as important as like yeah. literally writing out the words. Is that what you're kind of getting at? Yeah, I think I think because of the sort of efficiency of information technologies and how ideally the efficiency of a worker should be, a mental or a, a creative worker should be, you spend less time researching and more time creating and ultimately it should be, you know, as little time researching and most time working as you, as you possibly can do. In reality, it's probably 50, 50 at the most. I mean, at the 50, 50 research writing on, on a good day. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think that stuff's really important because you're distilling all these ideas. So it should take some time it's unrealistic to think otherwise. What is your research balance when writing? Because for me, I don't research at all anymore. I've completely never, I do not ever do that anymore. And I don't, I don't, for creative writing stuff, I don't research either. But for me, research with this sort of stuff is as much going like, oh, what are the dance moves? As much as it is like, oh, I'm going to watch three episodes of Bunheads. Mm. See them dancing. Actually, you know what? For me, I just realized, even though I don't like Google search things for like my books or whatever, usually, although if I do a dance one, I might actually have to do that. Um, But like in the past, I have sat down and I'm like, okay, I need to read this like really popular, like 
young adult fantasy novel and like see um, like what's going on in the world of a young adult right now. Like I just need to research the, the vibe, I guess that's going on. I mean, and I also just read those cause I just want to read and it's fun. Uh, so it's like a joint like research pleasure thing. That's what I've been doing this last month too for preptober. If there is any prepping, cause I've just been reading a lot, you know, I think that's the best way to learn to write and develop your writing is just reading. Oh, and watching things and anything that's like uh, has any kind of narrative to it. So even listening to like serialized podcasts or um, stuff like that. Well, it's it's sort of like you know some people do dream uh, dream boards or mood boards or Pinterest boards of what <laughs> they want their yeah. lives to be. I just read and watch a bunch of shit that I want to read and watch. I just mentally put it in there. I don't actively usually go, oh, I want to create this sort of thing. I just gravitate towards what I gravitate towards when I'm not in creation mode when i'm in consumption mode i'm just consuming all i can so that way when i get to the point where i don't have the time for it it's all there and i don't need to worry about it yeah and i think it's really important to actually be pretty like exposed to like what's out there in the world of art and literature and things like that because um we're all part of like this is gonna sound real i guess highbrow that's stupid of me to say but (laughs) We're all part of like that larger conversation, the literary and artistic conversation that all artists and creators are a part of. So like if we're gonna if we're gonna jump into the conversation, we need to know what's already been said. Yeah. Oh and, and I and I never really believed that in order to break the rules you gotta you gotta learn them. But th- it also helps to know what's going on. Yeah. Yeah. I just think you should just know because everything kind of is a response to um, other things. They're very heavily influenced by each other all the time. And I just feel like it's important to just be up to date. And like well, especially part of it. with something like nano where there's no, no one's going to be saying, Oh, you ripped off that idea from that person. Oh, this is vaguely copyright infringement or whatever. You know, it doesn't matter if things are heavily just fan fiction essentially. So why not? Yeah, there's that too, honestly. Like, nothing is, that sounds, again, like a real cheesy thing to say, but nothing is truly original. <laughs> no. Oh, and I think that's fine. And so that, that those are the sort of things, too, I like to do when I sort of, when I set up shop at a, a library as well, you know? Yeah. Just a library. Yeah, uh, I guess, I mean, it's even true, like, when I was talking earlier about the, wanting to do the dance story, like, that was literally entirely inspired by watching like the Royal family dance and stuff. Like I literally watched dance videos and I was like, this is interesting. I want to write about this. Oh no. If you had an idea about dance without ever experiencing dance in any way, whatever you would write would sound insane. And it wouldn't, it wouldn't be worth reading for somebody, you know, it would, it would be so unrealistic and not that stories had to be realistic, but it would be so just sort of, uh, structureless that it would be useless you know mm-hmm. and i'm from because you're not even going at it from an outsider perspective which would be different but. yeah so that's my plan i guess saturdays <laughs> sundays that works are you gonna are you gonna do any like maybe like short writing whenever you feel like it on the weekdays or is it kind of you can uh, well leah has schoolwork and so probably while she's doing that i'll probably be be working on my own because because that's sort of video game or reading time and i can just replace it with writing time that makes sense yeah well that's the other thing yeah there's there's already sort of a, a, a scholarly sort of attitude in the apartment right now i just for the first time haven't been at school for anything so just do the same thing i guess yeah just really like school like a homework actually if i did that i, I think i could dedicate so I was always really good about um, doing my homework, even if I did it like, well, I always did it last minute, but I always did it, you know? I wasn't until I went to college and you had, I had the room finally to firstly be kind of studying what I wanted. And then secondly, in a discipline that allowed for that kind of room. And then I got really good at doing it every mm-hmm. time and on time. And, you know, if it was a worksheet or formulas or whatever, I was terrible, but if it was, read and write a response yeah i was always better at the i mean i I never really struggled with homework but i was always more excited about and thought about the like thoughtful critical thinking oriented work the ones that i 
would sometimes forget were always like my science homework. Like I wasn't even bad at science. I just was not excited to do it. So I never remembered. Yeah, that's that was my issue. I just couldn't care. Um, so yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, I could write at work a little bit, but you know, like you said, it's it's kind of unneeded stress. I got other stuff I should be doing. I got other stuff that I need to be doing. I don't want to to explain it to anybody. No one would really have a problem with it, but why why bother with it? Yeah. Uh, yeah, sorry, I didn't mean to yawn just now. I definitely have not slept enough lately. I've been real struggling. Why not? Tell us about that. Um, I have literally no idea. I just have not been sleeping right. It's really bad. I've been staying up till like 4 a.m. That's right. 4 fucking a.m. I'm still going to work? Yep, every day. Because I have to go to work, but I literally cannot fall asleep. So I actually, I should probably talk to a doctor. Like, something's wrong. <laughs> um, is it, are you just too spun? Are you just too, like, hyped up on Nano? I'm real excited about the NaNoWriMo Facebook just- group. Just kidding. God. <laughs> uh, yeah, the Facebook group is crazy. Um, shout out to our listeners on the Facebook group. Yeah. <laughs> Um, if you're part of the NaNoWriMo Facebook group, the official one, you've probably seen how absolutely bonkers it is. Just truly the the most bizarre thing I've ever seen. Is that the, the real... official, official one or just the oh, biggest? It's, no, it's definitely the official one from, it's organized by actual NaNoWriMo. The, the and, moderators are the real, like, NaNoWriMo <laughs> HQ staff. So the moderators, which don't allow me to post things about this podcast because it's self-promotion will allow us to say that their website is bullshit over and over and over again. There is a lot of trash talk about their website on there. They let slide, which is interesting. But uh, you can promote our podcast on the first Monday of every month. So you should post about it then. Well, it's so weird because it's like, oh, no self-promotion. But I'm like, this whole fucking group is every little nerd just jerking off about themselves the whole time. It's all strangely self-promotive even if it's not a business which this podcast is not a business but but i mean usually in an innocent way or like an under way they're not like please go buy my book on kindle you know so no but still it's it's the the group could be called look how smart i am i'm a writer i don't know because i don't really get that vibe a lot of the time i just get kind of i guess i don't get like arrogant vibes i get kind of like I feel bad saying it, but it seems like really immature vibes. Like these people are probably very young. Like well, the yeah, I mean, posting are really weird. I think that what I what you think is immature, I'm thinking of is like a a forced like martyrdom they put on themselves because of they've been faded to the life of a writer or some bullshit. Oh yeah, there's that cheesiness. There's like that way that writers commune together by like being like just writer things, and like sometimes it's really corny stuff like just bleeding on my typewriter and I was like you've literally never done that in your life and you write YA romance why you acting like you're bleeding on your keyboard like fucking Ernest Hemingway calm down it's it, it just it's it bleeds over with all these other people too like I follow a, a Pokemon Go one it's the same kind of like immature weird kids who get in a lot of fights about things it's the it's the people who uh, think Marvel movies are actual movies and they get mad when people say they're not. You know, it's just... They are movies. <laughs> <laughs> it's just grow up for a second, guys. It's the thing you want to do. It's the thing you want to do. That's you, you know. it's not. It doesn't matter. Uh, I just saw on the Facebook group that someone made a list of food to eat and I am 100% on board. This person's list includes crackers and cheese. Oh, hit us with it, yeah. Let's hear Salsa it. and scoops. Oh, yeah. yes. Grilled cheese, one hundred percent. Pasta salad, I could do with or without that one. I make and a pretty gar- good one. Garlic toast is the final item, and I'm like, yes, garlic toast. That's so kind of, if you- <laughs> what is garlic toast? Garlicky toast. What do you mean? Well, like, how do you make a garlic toast? It's like garlic bread, isn't it? Is it not oh. what that is? I I just assumed that's what it was. Oh no, that's what I assumed it was too. But I thought you knew different than I did. So. I mean, I feel like the group's great for this kind of thing where it's like completely not writing related, but like I will write better if I eat these foods. So yeah, if, we, if it shared more like writing techniques as basic as foods and as food or up to like 
physically how they ride or, you know, what happens when you get stuck, idea shit. And that'd be fine, but so much of it is just, you know. It's, it's, that, it's that scene in Spring Breakers where James Franco says, look at all the shit I have, you know, but it's the shit they have is a uh, main character that is an orc. You know, it's just, it's undeserved. <laughs> I don't know why this made me think of it, but have you seen Carnival Row? I haven't, no. Is it any good? I enjoyed it. It was definitely weird. You should Who's in it? Is that Orlando Bloom? Yeah, and uh, the woman is someone famous too. What's her oh, name? Oh, she's like a she's like a model, isn't she? Isn't it? Is she? I just know she's famous. She's good in it too. Um, is he a weirdo actor yet? Is, has he made that turn that like Jude Law and Colin Farrell have a little bit where they were handsome, but now they're weirdos and better than they've ever been? Uh, I still think he's actually pretty dang handsome, but he's definitely looking older and in a good way. So those other two are handsome too, but I mean they've. Like Hugh Grant and Paddington, you know, like is 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 Orlando Bloom like a weirdo actor that doesn't care anymore, or is he still like got the issues he had ten years ago? I think he still cares about his acting because in Carnival Row, well, I don't know though because he had like there were sex scenes in it, which oh, no. for some reason, seeing Orlando Bloom, I was like, you're an elf from Lord of the Rings, you can't be having sex. What's going on? <laughs> Even in parts of the Caribbean, he's like strangely asexual. Yeah, just like very like virginal and like pure and so like having him be out here having sex i was like wait a minute i don't know i don't know if you can i don't know if am i allowed to see this like (laughs) it was weird i don't yeah orlando bloom's one of those actors that like i really haven't cared about since he stopped being around (laughs) i'm like good i don't know he was good in it though i he's a good actor i liked it I'll watch it someday. I probably won't. I so we saw uh, we saw the lighthouse. Speaking of younger actors, how was that? It's so good. Defoe's good, like he always is. But uh, Pattinson, which I know it's nothing new to say, but is it is very good at acting. Yeah, like I feel like he got a lot of undeserved hate. I just googled it. Um, the lighthouse, just to kind of see what's going on with like By the guy that did well. the guy that did the Vavitch a few years ago. He looks like straight up like fucking a corpse in this, which is great. Yeah. I'm very proud of him for like shedding his, um, you know, vampire I, image. I feel like I may have always said it. I may have not always said it, but I, I have not said the otherwise. I think he's fine in Twilight. I think Twilight doesn't give anybody very much to do and i think both him and kristen stewart are fine actually i will also argue that kristen stewart is fucking fine in twilight like people are like her mouth is open a lot and i'm like yeah because her character is dull and she like plays her character pretty damn interestingly for a character that's pretty dull like especially with like the the vampire family except for edward they're all pretty hammy and they all have the Mm -hmm. same stuff to do that he does but he does it fine it's not as hammy I feel like people were expecting something different out of Twilight than what they got, but it's like, dude, that's just like a teen movie. Calm it down. I think it's fine. I mean, and you know, he's good in good times. He's good in this. He's going to be a fine Batman. I'm really looking forward to him as Batman actually, because I think he will kill it. I think he'll be so good. I think it'll be fine. (laughs) I mean, I think he'll be great. I think he'll be phenomenal. I'm really hoping so. I hope that I don't have to eat my words because I have a lot of hope. I read a tweet the other day that said, like, the only thing I can't handle more than a bad Batman movie is another good Batman movie. And that's kind of how I feel about it. Like, I don't care. (laughs) It's really interesting, too, because there was a time when Dark Knight and stuff like that was, like, the fucking shit. And now, like, DC movies are just a nightmare. Well, I mean, yeah, that's a whole different conversation. They don't know what they're up to over there, which... Which is the Joker thing that did well. So now we got to expect more of that. I hope we don't get more of it. Like that's one it's like stand alone. Like leave it alone. Like we do not want, we do not need a sequel. We do not want more. Please stop. I didn't want the first one. Like even as someone who liked the first one, like, please no, like do not continue this. It was already kind of like broken in parts and you're just going to like expose the cracks if you continue. Do you still like it three weeks later or did you come around to the, the sensible side of things. I mean, I definitely like listened to like more critiques, especially from like, um, me. 
Well, you, yes, definitely. And also, what's her name? Jenny Nicholson. Really like her YouTube channel. Um, Amy Nicholson? Jenny Nicholson. Okay. And she, uh, she had, like, pretty much the same opinion as you, which is like, oh, they like introduce a lot of themes and don't do anything with those themes and like completely abandon them. And it's like garbage. Um, and I like, I think that's all true. I just, in the end, I still enjoyed watching the movie. So that's, I'm not going to like pretend I didn't because I did. Yeah. Um, I guess if it comes down to that, nobody can convince you you're wrong and you shouldn't feel wrong about that. Yeah. But I do think people are right. Uh, like there are, the criticisms of the movie are completely real and I don't really have any problem with the criticisms of it, but I definitely think that if you were to try to continue the story, that it would just obviously all those, like the lack of like follow through on the themes would just, it would just become way too obvious. It would fall apart. Yeah. Well, and and they've said that there, this is going to be a standalone thing, but the only thing that worries me then, if it's a standalone thing, why did the Joker survive at the end of the movie? Oh, it would be kind of interesting. Well, because he, I guess if it is the Joker and Batman's not an adult yet, he's got to be alive. So old man Joker. What do you mean? Because Bruce Wayne's like six in this movie. Oh, yeah. So he's going to be like 50 because he's like 40 in the film. Or I'm guessing like maybe 30, 40. He's probably like um, 30, 40, yeah. So he'd be like 40, 50. Like 60, 65, yeah. He wouldn't be that old because Batman's what, like going to be like six now. So give him like 15 years. So he's like 22. So he'd be like 55, 60. I'm fine with an old man Joker. Actually, now that we're talking about it, it's really fucking weird that this is weird. They should have cast him as someone who was like 20. <laughs> well, I think that's that Joaquin thing where you're like, oh, he's going to be nice and young. And then he loses 30 pounds and he looks 20 years older all of a sudden. <laughs> <laughs> there is that as well. Or you shave that big stupid beard off Joaquin and he looks like a baby. Yeah, I guess he's definitely not 40. Like when I'm looking at the picture of him here, he's definitely like just he's like in his early 30s. So he's not as early. I'm in my early 30s. I guess I'm in my early 30s, too. Or I'm 29. So I'm about to be anyway. But I well, I don't know, though. Maybe I look older than I think I do. But I definitely (laughs) definitely think you probably you probably are acting like the Joker right now if you're not sleeping. Um, I actually have had like crazy anxiety. Because I haven't been sleeping, I'm like, oh, it's not good for my body. Is it, do all you have is negative thoughts? No, but um, that's not far out. I feel like <laughs> I plan to be sleeping. Uh, Jen, do you live in the society? No, I abandoned society. Abandoned me. You abandoned society, and the only way you can prove that is by trying to further your professional career as a stand-up comedian. Yep, and then getting onto a TV show that you would go onto if you were professional, you know, normal, normal asocial things. God, that TV show was real bad. Yeah, it was weird. Um, so, weird. you got anything else about Nano before we close up shop here? Uh, just that I think I'm gonna like I'm gonna get prepped and ready for it by. Oh wait a minute! Let's do some let's do some Nano predictions. Oh okay, that's a good idea. How far do you think you're gonna get? I'm going to do all 30 days and I'm going to hit 50K. I'm like pretty confident this year that'll happen. I think I'm going to hit, I want it. Obviously I want to hit 50. I think I'm going to hit 22. I think I'm going to hit 50K because I'm going to feel pressure from my co-MLs. Oh, that's true. You're doing all that other stuff. Yeah. I don't think I'd hit it on my own, but I think like the pressure of like representing NanoWrite will eat me alive and I will push myself. But any other predictions? (laughs) Um, I will fall behind in the first week in this on the second day. I'll fall behind on the second day, November second. I always fall behind the second day. Hey, we had a time change today, didn't we? Did we? I think so. Did we lose or gain an hour? I don't know. Leah had spent an hour trying to explain it to me. I never get it. Spring forward, fall backward. Does that mean I lost or gained? Uh, so you f- fuck. In my mind, it doesn't make sense because you fall back, but you move the clock forward. Is that what that means? No, I don't think that's what that means, but I don't get it. Well, at any rate, I hope I gained an hour because I'm sleeping. So but I don't think that's what that means. I think I lost an hour. Um, uh, did you hear about the the adult magazine where the the photographer messed up the photos and all the 
colors were inverted? No. All he had were negative thoughts. Ah. Uh... Thank you. Follow us on Facebook where we'll tell you why we didn't have an episode last week. Um, yeah. Instagram. Follow Jen on uh, Patreon at jmoo.org where she'll post. That is not real. Do not I do think I should I should join a dance class now. Like I'm I'm in the mood, like I'm ready. Let's dance. I'm gonna do it. That's what it should be. You should do like thirty days, thirty dances, where you, like you, you go to different dance classes, and it could be like your Juliet and Julie and Julia sort of thing. Where oh like, god, that'd be so cool. And I'm also kind of like I'm a big woman, so going to like dance classes as my in my size would be pretty cool. I think. I don't know. I mean, that doesn't seem so controversial anymore. It's definitely not. But I definitely think there are people who are similarly sized to me who would be like pretty like excited because it can cause an insecurity and like fear of like being active you should write this for nano and then sell it to to buzzfeed or something <laughs> buzzfeed publishing yeah just be you know uh curvy girls 30 day dance diet by J- jay swags by jay swags it'll be like your uh your your um supersize me sort of thing where you try to dance every day. Super size me, but like dance. So it'd be like super, super dance me. Super dance me. I think that's quite enough for today. Uh, do you have yeah. anything else you want to add, Jen? Nope. I'm just getting ready and excited for Nano. I'm going to prep my snacks and blankets and yeah. uh, cozy socks, and then I'll be ready. And then next week, we'll be back telling us everyone about our first day, how we've done, how we think things are going to go. You know, maybe. Maybe Leah will be back. We can talk a little bit about whatever she wants to talk about. Mm-hmm. Yep, sounds uh, good. I assume the Birds of Prey trailer again. She's still watching it a lot. Every day, at least two or three times. Are you serious? Uh, yeah, she's going scene by scene. She's doing that thing on her keyboard where she hits the whatever it is, semicolon on YouTube, where it just takes you one frame forward, and she's just she's really studying I everything. I didn't know that, and I'm going to start doing that now. Whenever I don't know if it's that key, but there's some key that moves you forward one frame which is good for screen capping stuff that is insane and amazing all right well i'm gonna go get to that so thanks for listening and uh we'll catch you guys next week bye say goodbye bye